Here Jeff, we man, we're off to a really good start. We haven't even started the show yet. What? Wait, are you recording? Yeah. You trickster. <laughs> he does this to me every time, too. Yeah. I'll be, like, telling him a story about something gross that I did, and or he'll be like, it'll be like, all right, and welcome to another episode at the Bar <laughs> Podcast. Dude, this weekend, I switched <laughs> it up from right to left. My God, it was awesome. <laughs> it was like a stranger was in the room. Yes. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> I'll tell you, I switched back and forth. It was three sometime. <laughs> did they get jealous of each other? <laughs> no, they kind of made out a little. It was Ooh, awesome. Ooh, all right. I saw, I saw a little tongue action. Well, uh, thumb anyway. This is the best intro we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best intro we've ever done. Hey guys, Absolutely. if you haven't realized yet, I'm one of your hosts, Mike. It's a special episode of the Bar Podcast. Yes, it As is. You can tell by the title. We're here. That's we're, Jeff. That's me. Jeff. Yeah, and we're actually we're together. We're on location. Another uh, brewery interview. Right. Accomplice uh, Cider and Brewery Cider Works and Brewery. Yep. Sorry. Yep. And uh, yeah, so we're I, here. It's fun. We're yeah. excited. Yeah. We, I made the trip down. I don't know where. Where are we at? West Palm. Nowhere. No, you're in West Palm Beach. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sunny, shiny <laughs> West Palm Beach. You can tell how, we, how, how much we rehearse everything. You so, just drank yeah. too much last night. That's true. <laughs> it's never too much. So we are here at Accomplice Cidery and Brewery. Or brewery. Is it Brewery and Cider? Or does it? Brewery ABC. and Cider Works. Yeah, ABC. Accomplice, Accomplice brewery, brewery and Cider Works. And we're adding winery to that soon. So that's actually going to be a new addition to our name as well uh, because we are doing more and more wine products. So. Yeah, yeah. so as you guys can hear, that's an uncommon voice. It hasn't been on the show before. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to let him introduce... Himself and, and everybody, so. Yeah, right on. Well, you guys just introduce yourselves. That'd be redundant. But um, <laughs> uh, my name is Matt Stetson. Yeah, that's how we roll, man. Yep. So, uh, so my name is Matt Stetson. I'm the uh, executive cider maker at the Accomplice Cider Works. Uh, shout out to my homeboy, Justin Hutton, as the head cider maker now. We, we promoted him uh, about a year ago to take over the primary making duties. And uh, I said duties. Um, he's awesome, though. He's an absolute rock star. He's uh, the hardest working man in this company, uh, perhaps, depending on the day, if he's not napping too much. And, <laughs> and, and then uh, to the, he is what he is, and when he isn't, well, he isn't. But no, I love that guy. He's awesome. Um, and then, of course, uh, beside me here is uh, Felonice Merriman, the lovely and beautiful and elegant and sexy and... <laughs> And, uh, With this radio. Yes, yes. Use your imagination, folks, please. Absolutely. I promise no hair will grow hey, on your palms. I'm very popular. A man proposed to me yesterday at a beer festival. There you right. go. Once yeah. upon hearing that I owned, co-owned a brewery, he got down on his hands and knees literally at the beer festival. He was like, hashtag sugar mama. Was, <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, well, was that you at can the pay me in cider. <laughs> was that at the beginning of the festival or the end of the it festival? It was the end of the festival. That's but right. So. It was the end of the festival, folks. No, I love her to death. Sober thoughts, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hey, it's the thoughts that count, really. Dirty ones, especially. I would like to be married to a woman who has an endless supply of alcohol. Uh, Yes, (laughs) that's how you got involved with me. Which is, ironically, the secret to all good marriages. Yeah, indeed, indeed, absolutely. Happy wife. I think so. Happy wife, happy life. Or in this case, if they just don't remember anything at the end of the day, yeah, they're fine. You can't remember what you're fighting about because you're so drunk. It's like you can't remember. You just wake up the next day, everything's good again. Or if you even yeah. fought and where that black eye came from. <laughs> anyway, Let's have makeup sex. We fought last night, right? <laughs> so I, I don't even know where to go at this yes. point. So, yes. so uh, let's, let's start at, at the, the beginning, uh, Matt. So kind of take us where maybe before you even open a comic, kind of like your history with maybe making cider and, and brewing and kind of all that. Sure, sure. In the beginning, in heaven. No, uh, anyways. Uh, so uh, far, far away. And yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, so 
Uh, I started basically very young. Um, I started at nine with my grandfather in our basement, uh, or his basement, I should say, in upstate New York. Um, he is an old gnarly Prussian dude, so it was kind of cool that he kind of conveyed some, some uh, recipes on to me. I'm sixth generation cider maker, uh, ninth generation winemaker, so uh, I've, I've got a few batches under my belt, just a six, seven, maybe nine. I think it is nine. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, but it's cool to have like these old school recipes that were handed down from my family. Um, and, and it was really not supposed to be like a commercial project. Like a lot of people like to, you know, they come up and go, dude, you're a sixth generation cider maker. You know, uh, you know, where did your grandfather work? You know, well, he worked <laughs> for our family farm. I mean, you know, it's like uh, just because you made cider for a lot of generations doesn't mean you work for Lowenbrow, you know. So it's, it's, it's kind of cool, you know, to be able to say, well, we work for ourselves, you know. So I, you could say we're entrepreneurs, but really they were just farmers. And so they would harvest and sell fruit. And when the fruit would go bad, they would crush the fruit and sell juice. And when the juice would go bad, they're like, well, shit. I guess we're going to make some alcohol out of this because it's already bubbling. So let's just sell it as that. What else can we do? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Hans, you know, what are we going to do with this? You know, well, I guess we're going to sell it off as alcohol because that's where it's going. (laughs) So um, they got really good at it, you know, so it was kind of funny that they start buying. He does impressions too. We got accents going on. I like it. Maybe Nikolai will show up later on. So, um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, man, that's like how we got our start. You know, it was just as a family selling fruit that would go bad and go bad. And they were, I guess, good farmers because they had tons of stuff. And they, But they were getting to be known in Prussia as like, dude, let's get our slosh on. Let's go over to the, you know, the we were Shuvietskis then. You know, let's go over to the Shuvietsky place yeah. and uh, grab some alcohol and get our groove on, you know, in, in, in ancient Prussia. So, that's, that's tight. Yeah, I, think, I don't think we ever interviewed someone who uh, is a, a sixth generation of anything. Of anything, sixth, gener- <laughs> sixth generation masturbator. Sixth, <laughs> sixth generation human. I think. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Is that a new shirt? The sixth generation masturbator. <laughs> so I'm so making that. Now. That's our next shirt. Yeah, we go for a, yeah. That, that's gonna be on the Quality back. Quality pe- over everything. <laughs> yeah. Sixth generation, generation masturbator. masturbator. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's gonna be on the back of the penis envy shirt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect addition to the penis. I swear yeah. we're all sober. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately. Right? Hung over, I think. Yes. So kind of what, what led you to kind of, I guess, branching off? I guess it seems like you kind of branched off and started your own thing, yeah. obviously, right? So like yeah. what kind of the, the mentality of, of, you know, wanting to break off and form your own thing and, and kind of choosing cider – that, that we have in front of more so than maybe like wine or beer. Well, this is actually the the Felonies Berriman story, actually. <laughs> so that so basically, what it boils down to is, um, I was actually opening up a brewery, and I'll, I'll give props and throw out and, and do uh, and do in more than one way because it was due south. I was actually hanging out when they first opened Good at their place. The show, yeah. Yeah, man, they're they're great people. We love them as well. So they're another great brewery here. You know, got to represent the West Palm Beach and the and Palm Beach County, what, what? Mm-hmm. South Florida in the house. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were like hanging out. Uh, I was going there on the regular basis. It was before actually I met Felonies, honestly. So which is kind of kind of crazy. And I was friend with one of the bartenders there, and I went on vacation in Michigan and and got on a phone call with her. And one day she was like. Hey, uh, your beers are good. You should open up a brewery. Ha, 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 And so uh, I decided that, yeah, this is actually a good idea. You know, we laughed, and I got off the phone, and I spent the night basically putting together a business plan to open up a brewery. And so that becomes relevant to the cider story because I started making these beers and getting out and marketing the Accomplice Brewery. I like the name Accomplice because, like, the, everything about it has always been about other people, you know. Like, it, you need other people to make a business work. I, I've had a lot of other businesses, tasting rooms and, and bars and wine, wine bars and things like that but 
you know, something I learned is if you don't have your core community behind you, you're done. Just pack it up, call it a day. You're never going to mm -hmm. make it. Um, so we wanted to, sh to represent that from the day that we opened our doors. Or I did anyways. It was really just me at the beginning. And so, you know, I kind of got out there and started doing that and marketing a brewery. And then I, I met Felonese along the way. Uh, uh, unexpected, uh, you know, life-changing experience. And um, so then, then I started telling her, hey, you got to try this amazing IPA. You know, here's this awesome, this IPA that you can't drink. And the reason why she can't drink it is she is celiac. So suddenly, here's this awesome stout. Nope, can't drink that. Here's this unbelievable, you know, a Blondale or a Belgian. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Not going to happen. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, it's one of those things like, here you go. Try this, try that, try that. But she couldn't. So I started making ciders um, in one-gallon batches. Like, and the first one was just sort of mediocre because I bought, like, the cheapest crap juice I could get my hands on and just threw some yeast in it and kind of let it go. And it, it was all right. But she was like, I could drink that. That's not bad. That's, that's all right. It didn't make me sick. This is cool. So then I started taking a little bit more serious, and I started making, uh, you know, like a little bit better versions of a cider for her and kind of bringing those back and tuning them up a little bit more and actually, you know, kind of giving a shit about them when I was making them. And uh, instead of just like, here, is this halfway decent? Oh, you'll drink that? Well, let me, let me put some energy in this. Um, and then bringing out other ciders for her. And we started making some really, really good ones at home, you know, and, and she was helping a lot with that and very encouraging for me to do that. And then we started throwing parties at the house and entertaining people who were like, dude, what the hell is Fell drinking? Because that looks good. And she let me sip it. It was ridiculous. So our friends started drinking them. I had to scale up just for home consumption, you know, to five-gallon <laughs> batches. Shit, I got brew more now. <laughs> I'm blaming it on the friends, but really it was just Felonese who was drinking them. <laughs> gallon at a time. Yeah. Every, a was, gallon a night. Yeah, Fell was drinking the hell out of them. I mean, our friends were coming over. <laughs> our friends were coming over to drink them uh no so um no absolutely so we started making more and more of them and so then we had this run and she was very supportive and helped me promote the brewery and we were doing that even though she couldn't enjoy those beverages just because i was keeping her sedated with cider and um <laughs> drowning that shit <laughs> yeah absolutely well, well then we hit an event we had four weekends in a row here in in the in palm beach county and we did very well throughout all four of them we hit the fourth one and i only had two kegs left of beer of beer and so uh, that's when I said to her, hey, uh, I'm running low. I need to bring some of your ciders out. Is that okay? And she said, sure, yeah, absolutely. That, that's cool. And, and I'd been at that point test batching some gluten-free beers as well, which also you know, we brought one of those out for that event as well, and that one did well also. But people were really kind of going goofy. Cider culture was not even a, a, a fragment of an element here in South Florida. There's no right. apples down here, you know? Right. So people just didn't get apple culture here. So, you know, we brought out uh, uh, two ciders, I think, on that day, and um, people went kind of goofy for them you know there's a green apple and a mango and they both were sort of like holy crap this is this is good shit yeah and so that after that event we literally went home and looked at the fact that our cider kegs were drained and we still had beer that we brought home on that event so it was one of those things where we looked at each other and, and started questioning you know, do we open a brewery or do we open a cider works and we knew that the nice this is dry you know i like this it's yeah, not, too yeah, not, not all ciders have 56 grams of sugar in them yes <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> cow we we've done festivals where people simply just won't even try them i don't like cider well what do you mean you don't like cider you've never had my cider my people do that mm -hmm. like, yeah you're paying it's all you can drink like yeah try it if you, you don't like it if you don't like it just nicely go and, and dump it somewhere i have right? this like, bucket right here at least try it, right yeah. least try it. You, you already it. told me you don't like it i have this bucket right here spill it you can't, it's all good. You can't it's... offend me any more than telling me you don't like it before you try it right <laughs> right exactly i mean like just do me a favor and put the middle finger up right in my face right now i mean yeah. like it's been really really like difficult how close-minded a lot of people are 
in a lot of markets and and it's not just one market i mean we see that statewide and it's better in metros obviously where the more transient the market is the more exposed in culture the market is um the, the better obviously because sure. you know you get europeans who come in and kind of open eyes and then you get the new yorkers and the you know washington and colorado where there is strong apple culture mm-hmm. michigan pennsylvania these right. states are like big even mm-hmm. montana south you know north carolina uh, north, uh, north dakota south dakota and even the carolinas now we've got friends up there who are making ciders that are dynamite and um you know, you, you get these people come down and kind of wash the culture in, sort of. You know, it's sort of rinse and repeat, so that helps a lot. And, and some of them bring product in, and, you know, they're willing to try stuff. And, and, and then also the festivals, because you get a lot of uh, the beer geeks are great. I like dealing with beer geeks. And, and we even appeal now to a lot of wine people, which is yeah. awesome. So we're, we're sort of the replacement for wine coolers, because everyone is more health conscious. They're realizing that counting sugars does count, especially... You know, we have, I don't want to say it's vanity, but vanity helps. You know, people who are watching their figures and, you know, and things like that, they're, oh, well, I don't like cider. It's sweet. Well, mine's a dry cider. Do you like wine? Yes. Well, you should try my cider. And so then right. we get a lot of that wash over as well. So it's, it's, it, it's a lot of factors that work against us here. And it is that old stigmata of big brand Kool-Aid cider brands. Um, and they sell incredibly well. We still get our asses handed to us by a lot of the big brands. I mean, Woodchuck is still the beast. But it's really encouraging when their cider maker comes down in your first year of existence to see what you're doing because he's heard amazing things about your product. Yeah. That, that That's was the, awesome. Yeah, that was the first eye-opener for us. Like, really, like, holy crap, we're making a big impact. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're nobody. Like, we were South Florida distribution only at the time. But, like tons of growlers to go going all over the u.s and to have like you know big john come down from woodchuck to be like hey uh i heard your shit's good you know and let me you, drink through them got, yeah yeah let me see your facility and let me see what you're doing and oh, okay me, yeah yes sir yes sir yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was really cool and and it's very um reaffirming that you're doing something that's right, right. and it's funny we find the farther we love our, our, our neighborhood. I would just first have to disclaim this, that we love our neighborhood. We love our, our regulars around us. But what we find is the farther north we go, the closer to apples that we get, the more embraced we are. Yeah. It's, and it's just That's funny. I would have thought like the Miami, like you're saying, like the kind of transient communities, like the Miami has so much culture from yeah. everywhere. I mean, granted a lot of South American and, and Caribbean culture, but it has a ton of culture from all over the world. I thought sure. they would be like the cider kings of south florida but uh, well they are they well no actually believe it or not we sell more in in, in fort lauderdale really it's really yeah. weird so so like the oakland park area and all of that area we we right now that's our top market and it might be you know uh you know i'm gonna do do my my due diligence and do my shout out to my distributor on their crafty connoisseur they've got a guy in broward who's just killing it for us so um, you know, they're, they're, it could be their work also that I'm seeing. Um, but we did do very well in Miami. We had a guy down there that was really, really excited mm-hmm. uh, with our previous distributor. And we did well at that point. So there, there is a lot of product yeah. being sold down there. But when you put us up against, um, you know, cider to mojito sales, oh, well, oh right. man, that's a liquor community down mm-hmm. there. So what they're pushing, and think about it, you go on vacation, you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I live in Michigan, it's 30 minus below. Yeah. <laughs> Cool as hell. <laughs> and, and I'm going to go to Miami. They're like, and have cider. No. Nah, I'm going to have yeah, banana. Pina colada. <laughs> yeah, banana daiquiri, pina colada, rum right. runners. You know, right. it's, it's all liquor community. And, and, and then, of course, you know, you got the big brands like Corona and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, and that's, 
you know what? Kudos to the culture. The culture is a Latin culture. There's no apples in most of those the, that culture as well. So, you know, kudos to the culture for being there. I I, I love that, and we play into that with our ciders. Um, we do some tropical stuff like mame and lulo and guanabana, and um, you know, we do all kinds of really crazy stuff. Jackfruit. Our mango sells like crazy down there. The mora madness. Mora is the Spanish word for blackberry. Mm-hmm. So like we we play into that. We are very South Florida, which kind of is this crazy yin yang thing that we have going on that we play into South Florida while at the same time being very much so northern and European, you know, product. Sure. So it's kind of funny. Um, it's been part of our, our whole, like, MO, I guess you could say, to get going. But, but man, I'll tell you what, we hit Orlando, and holy cow. The, it, and the, the word spreading out of Orlando has been just mm-hmm. incredible. Like, we, we have high demand in Jacksonville, Gainesville, and Tallahassee right now, and I just don't make enough product. Right. Which is wild. So I'm Tallahassee excited. Tallahassee getting up there in the, yeah. with, you know, being a thirsty market. Yeah, Tally's a big yeah. game. And, and I've got, um, man, I think four different, like, leads on, on craft beer bars that are up there. They're like, we had your stuff at XYZ, and I got to have it, you know. And some people even had it here. Like, people who go back and forth have family here and go back home or go back to school or go back to business or yeah. government. Yeah, get a crowler, bring it back. Yeah, whatever, you know? right. And so, so this, this like uh, ripple effect that's going out has been fantastic for us. And I mean, like real demand for the product. So, um, I mean, obviously we're just trying to scale up as much as we can, but right. it, it, it's taking hold much faster the farther north we go. That's good. That's a good so, sign. It, it might be just our brand is building too. I could just be disillusioned by the fact that we're, we've been in existence for, you know, three and a half well, years. But and, and like you were saying, like West Palm, you have all the people who come home and then they bring that experience back out with them. And West Palm is such a huge residential uh, kind of like, I don't want, I don't nucleus of people, yeah. like especially young professionals or young people. Yeah. Uh, I was at UCF a long time and everybody came from either West Palm or Tampa. It's yeah. like every person you met was from one of those two places. Yeah. So it's like they all come home from school or they come home from wherever. Then they go back up to the Orlando market, down to Miami. They go all over the place. And then, you know, they bring that experience with them. I was thinking about it when you were saying um, the ciders and how you uh, tend to kind of go towards the Latin cultures with them a little bit uh, with some of your stuff. And I think that the reason that you're seeing that return in the northern markets is because you're branding your brand kind of inadvertently as a south florida brand and then you can take that flavor of south florida and bring it to the north so that's probably why people are are liking it so much because they get to try those latin inspired things up in or in the orlando market absolutely i it's not even subconscious that is blatant like we are like blatantly <laughs> i didn't want to speak for you <laughs> oh yeah no no that you're you're what you just did is confirm that our our branding is working right so that's that's exactly right we have a flavor in fact right now on tap that's called winter in south florida that's coconut and um and uh cinnamon and it's there's some drinks down here that are that are based on that that are big drinks you know mm-hmm. uh, especially around the holidays you know there, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that gets done the um uh the coquita is a big one or coquito is a big one that's the 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 jokingly people call it puerto rican eggnog but that's basically what it is yeah um the, it's a big in the puerto rican uh cultures they do that it's a, a rum based coconut and cinnamon beverage so basically it's it's Puerto Rican eggnog. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's what it is. It's culturally their yeah. yeah, it's their it's their Christmas drink, and um, 
I gotta tell you, that shit's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it sounds that, good. That is a knock you on your ass, have a good time drink, and oh, yeah. and and that is exactly what it is for. So that's exactly right. What um you know what we do, you know we 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 kind of embrace those cultures from all of these communities. You know, you get the South Americans come in, and they if they see guanabana on tap, they're like, holy crap, you've got guanabana cider. They're like, please tell me that's made with guanabana, and I'm like, well. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of leads you <laughs> nope. into doing that. Yeah, no no Guanabana on our Guanabana. Nope, Sorry. jokes on you. It's Guanabana free. Because, um, <laughs> you know, Guanabana, you know, is a substitute. It's a, a fish-based. Um, uh, no, no, it's, it's a real, you know, that's what we do is we take these ingredients from these communities that are around us. We, we understand them. I love Latin and Hispanic cultures. Man, I just I embrace that. And we have so much of it here. That I, it makes me happy to see it take hold in, you know, like Mora Madness is a beast. We sell the hell out of that. And Mango Madness, for that matter, sells that. We sell the hell out of that in, in Orlando market. And, I mean, partly because it's strong. You know, it's 8.3% alcohol. But, um, you know, that, that's going to be, that's going to make anybody smile. If not before, then after they were drinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but the other flip to that is, is that's, how, that's how South of Florida rolls. You know, we like strength and big flavors and big intense beverages. It, it in itself needs to be strong. Otherwise, the, you know, the communities down here would be like, ah, it's great, but, you know, right. I'll, I'll have a Corona. Yeah. <laughs> because that's strong, right? Right, right, exactly. I have a boat drink, but then we turn around and we make four point three signature and black cherry and things like that, which are boat drinks. You know, we mm-hmm. we embrace our community here. We we know who we are, where we are, and we use that to our advantage to distinguish us from from everybody else on the market. We we fully are, you know, heads and tails in over our heads in our culture here. And let's face it, people pay a lot of money to come here so the more we can you know brand ourselves accordingly i mean uh, and, and we we pay attention to big brands i mean like you'll hear me say that corona word you know a lot but hell we drink a lot of corona down here so yeah. emulating corona is probably going to work out pretty well so we do that we we play into that idea you have it's a question a, yeah it's just to <laughs> me it's Cider is such a, a fantastic thing to do in South Florida. And I know there's not that apple culture like you're talking about, but in a land where it's 90 plus degrees, like nine months out of the year, and and you want something refreshing, not overly carbonated because you want to keep your beach bod, <laughs> and you want to go out and have something that tastes good, that ton of flavor, you can add all these tropical flavors to it. You can make it South Florida. You can make it you know, Northeastern United States, or you can make it European. I mean, it's, it combines all the cultures. It's very inclusive, but at the same time, cider can be 4%, 8%, 10%, whatever you want to make it. So, so it combines really all the best worlds of sunshine and heat drinking of South Florida and bringing a bunch of cans of cider out to the beach would be just as good or better than bringing a bunch of beer out there, in my opinion. So I actually think that this market, whether it's, it's just a, they're catching up kind of thing which is what we saw with craft beer you know it's like we were behind the curve and then we caught up and now we're in a lot of ways florida's kind of leading the way in some certain culinary inspired beers and stuff like that oh yeah i feel like maybe uh the cider is kind of just maybe just catching up but it's i think it's a great product for for florida definitely wait well you drew some straight lines there i mean like my homeboy and and another person who i emulate very proudly will say that i emulate this guy because talk about brilliant is ryan sense at funky buddha i mean you talk about the culinary connection Mm -hmm. between beer and 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 food holy cow does that guy do a slam dunk job of it and and to the extent that he got even though his, his company was purchased they um 
refilling our gas. So the, even though they were purchased, uh, he's still in the helm there. You know, the guy's still running the company. They're like, hey, you know what? We want to, like, throw a whole truckload of money into your company and buy it. But guess what? We're going to, you know, pay you ridiculously well to continue to run the thing and give you the money for the company. And we want you to stay on board, you know, please, you know. And then yeah. we want you to continue to be a beast because you guys are just kicking ass. I mean, yeah, like, they're, that's They're buying you, too, at that point. I mean, you're part of that. You helped build that brand, and you're the idea man behind some of those amazing beers. You they're buying you as much as they're buying that company. Clearly. To, they want to keep you around, or at least you'd think they would. Yeah, yeah. And, and that co that absolutely, that co-location, that co-connection to your community and the food and the cuisine that's down here. I, I agree also that you said this is the perfect market for cider. You know, we're fresh and, re and just acidic and crisp and clean and all the things that, you know, what makes Corona Corona, and that's a very close connection, you know, or Bud Light, Bud Light, things like that, all these, you know, mass-produced beverages that are out there. What makes them so appealing to the mass market is that they are, especially in South Florida, is that they're light and refreshing and crisp and clean. You can crush, you know, 12 of them or 18 mm -hmm. or 24, 36 on Depending a boat. Depending who you are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, if you're on a fishing trip for all day, it's, yeah, you crush 24, you know? I mean, it, 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 hell, they, there's no alcohol in them. So, I mean, you sweat, like, you sweat it out before you drink the next one. Damn straight. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. So, but it's that, that connection to that idea of, of like refreshing and clean and bright and crisp and it's hot out and you want to drink 36 because fuck me, it's hot, you know? Right, right. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, you want to, especially you, after this last summer, it was like a hundred degrees every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, these days down here, every summer is like that. It's, <sighs> it's insane. So, but you're, you're right. But the, the problem I see that we face in South Florida is you're, even though it's the perfect market for the beverage, it's the cultural change that is difficult. You've got to right. get people out of, like, I'm generations of making cider. They're generations of never having had a cider. So mm -hmm. you've got to get people out of that mindset and mentality. And then even the vacationers that come here, like I said, they come down here and they want pina coladas. They want to get smash silly and kind of you know, keep their heavy buzz on while sitting on the beach. And so you've got to kind of break into that. And, and so we are. We're chiseling at it. It's no doubt. Um, but it is... It's sort of like trying to dig through granite. You know, you're going to make dings and dents in it with your shovel, but damn, that shit's slow. Yeah. And, and that, that's really what we face here in South Florida. But uh, like I said, I, I, I don't love my community any less for it. I mean, I love the people who do come here. I love the people who don't come here. I mean, I love where we are and what we do. Um, you know, it's great being in South Florida. But at the same time, I just think uh, the closer you get to the, where the apples are growing, the more people are like, ooh, Right. Cider. And, and, and the funny thing is, is they're primed. So now you're getting close to people who have had cider. Like, yeah, I've drank dry cider, semi-dry cider. I've drank sweet cider. I've drank cider with blackberries in it, cider with ginger in it. You come at them with jackfruit, and they're like, uh, wow, that's different. Like, yeah. here we are. Like, so we're able to kind of carve into that market way faster because they're already cider drinkers. They're like, yeah, this is cider shit's great, man. You give them like a South American blackberry, they're like, whoa. Right. It's like drinking suddenly your first IPA. You know, and you, I like hobby beers. Holy shit, IPA? My God, where has this been my whole life? <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, and that's, that's kind of like where we're Every at. Every customer at the bar ever. Yeah, or, or I like I, I love IPAs. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and IPA, I, I use IPA because, let's face it, that's what it, a lot of IPA people... IPA is king still. Yep. Every brewery in the world makes an IPA, and they all sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of hard to argue with that. That's a good business model. Yep. you have another question, Jeff? Because I got one last one before. No, you go ahead. Okay. You're good. I, I, I'll think of it What do you say... What's your... What do you say to people who say making cider is easy? Uh, they're right. Making cider is easy. 
Uh, anyone can make a cider. You take juice, you throw yeast in it, and you keep it in your closet for two weeks. Yeah, you got cider. Um, so you got cider. Um, but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, it might have friends in it. Um, it might have uh, you know funky weird stuff in it. You know, it might not be exactly what you intended, but you've got cider at that point. I mean, beer making is pretty easy if you think about it. You know, yeah. Uh, and, and I love that. I love, and we in fact we encourage people to make cider at home. I want people to buy a carboy and an airlock and go to wherever they choose and try different try different juices. Go to Aldi and try the cheap shit. Go to you know go to Whole Foods and spend some money on organic and then use different yeast and different sugars and different fruits. And I want that. Right. Um, it, it is easy, and people should be doing it at home. Um, what we do is a little more refined, a little more tricky, but there's, you know, th- we also grew this from, you know, very much so raw brewing to, to what it is now. I mean, I, I was closet making ciders. I mean, it's not, it's not a hard thing to do, but I, I invite people. Matter of fact, we give recipes away. I have three recipes is that we give away. Workshop. Yeah, we did a workshop at Nerd Night at the uh, South Florida Science Museum. They invited us, and Matt did two classes where he talked and showed them how to make cider. So Yeah. Yeah, and that's we'll exactly. give it away. That's awesome. <laughs> that's we, we awesome. Give away, if anyone can email me or, or write us on our Facebook, and I'll give them our New England cider recipe. And the reason why is it's not mine. New England cider is called New England cider because a shitload of people made it way before I did. <laughs> so we just give that recipe. I give tips and pointers and tell them which nutrients I like and which yeast I think makes the most uh, you know, mouth, mouth-warming, mouth-filling kind of, of tone. And I love when people bring me their home ciders. We get it all the time. They'll roll in here, and they bring me a growler of 32 ounces of homebrew. And that shit's good. You know, it's, like, really good. Is it the same as what I make? No, but that's the cool part, you know? Right, exactly. That's what's so yeah, cool. Even if it's bad, it's good. It's just like, yeah. it's like, hey, we appreciate that you did this, you know? Well, I'm not going to lie. We make shit here that I'm like, I don't like this. We put it on tap, and sometimes it flies. So that's the beautiful thing of cider is that we're not – boxed in you know we we and we do crazy crazy shit we're doing saison ciders we're doing sours we're doing farmhouses we're doing you know uh, naturals we're doing open tank we're doing i mean we do wicked crazy shit there's a lot of eyes out there in the cider world that watch to just see what is that maniac in west palm beach doing now um (laughs) and and that's great i love that i like the fact that we push the envelope and we kind of go balls out fearless into the market and and try to do all the crazy shit that we can. You know, I want to encourage people to open their minds and, you know, and, and do this. So um, I think homebrew cider is really good for cider. I, I think it's really oh, yeah. good. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, if anything, anytime anybody's expanding awareness and, and just kind of marketing your brand for you, even if it's not your brand, just marketing sure. your product for you. Sure. Anybody who says, hey, try my cider because I brewed this to their friends just possibly hooked another cider drinker or at least opened up their eyes to Absolutely. drinking ciders. So, yeah, it only it's like guerrilla marketing that you don't really even have to get out and do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I, let I, them do it. I think that's the connection between beer and home beer and craft beer, too, is when people figure, wow, I can do this. If you get somebody really excited about making cider, they're going to drink a shitload more cider. Right. And I, I mean, I love my beer brothers. I drink a shitload of beer, too. But at the same time, that it works out for everybody because that might that guy might then turn around and make a beer next or make a wine next or, you know, it just creates that connectivity be, behind what you're doing. And it grows the appreciation when they drink yours that yours are, are even different than theirs. And if, if yours are better in their opinion, then it creates even more loyalty and connectivity to what you're doing because they're like, damn, dude, I tried to make one that was that good. And it just it just wasn't. 
that's humbling for me. That's you know, some guys will take it to ego, but I don't. I don't do that. I think it's pretty amazing when just having them try, and I try to help them make better ciders at home too. Because let's face it, if you fall in love with cider and you're drinking a lot of cider, five gallons at a pop just isn't going to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. Drink a gallon a night. So want to go in? Want to go in? Want to dive in? Let's dive, dive in. in. Yeah. And that it. So we're gonna we're gonna let you kind of lead the way here. Um, sure. So what we were, me and Jeff have been sipping on. What have we been sipping on? Signature. Signature? So you're, you're drinking what I'm drinking. This is just a straightforward, everyday apple cider. This is a, a style that um, I guess it's just considered a semi-dry cider right now. It is something that I would like to see created as an actual style. Um, the American Crisp Cider is something that I would I refer to this as. It's very much so apple tones, you know, good juicy tones, uh, bone dry. Um, this one is... Right on the edge of bone dry. And, yeah. and, and the French, there's, the problem that we have in this country is we don't have an index, uh, a sweetness index to determine what is dry or semi-dry or medium or sweet or semi-sweet. Like, we don't, we don't have that scale. So I refer a lot back to the French scale because they do. And so this would be uh, on the edge of bone dry. So this would be almost brute um, in the French scale. And, and it's crisp, clean, refreshing, good acidity, good minerality. Those are things that are, that I think are indicative of a very good dry cider. Um, you know, this is 4.3% alcohol, so it's crushable. You know, this is a boat drink. Yeah, this is the perfect oh, CCC yeah. cider, yeah. Oh, cider chug club. This is the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can knock this out like easy because it's going down. It goes down. There's no bitiness. There's no kind of like, there's a tiny bit of that I don't want to call it vinegary because that makes it sound bad, but you know that kind of like acidity or whatever. Acidity. But yeah. it it it's just enough that you taste it, but it doesn't it doesn't give you lockjaw or anything. So it's a it's a really good, very nice, smooth, crisp cider. And that's what I like about it. It's like a lot to me. A lot of ciders you get that minerally taste to it, and this is so like almost like water about <laughs> how like clean it is and crisp, and it's a nice apple flavor. And I actually like it. More and more as it warms. Yeah, I agree. You get more of that, that appleness to it, you know, but it, it's I, the really li- I really like that. Yeah, the apple tannins wake up with temperature, so it's like a red wine in that case. Yeah. And even though it's like a white wine in color, mm-hmm. but we have tannin in all of our product. And because of that, when they warm, they get that almost tea-like tannin tone, yeah. that warm yeah. apple tea kind of flavor. That's what, that's what, yeah, it's like a tea. Yeah. yeah. Well, most I'm people, digging. like most people, I'm sure have if they have if they are cider drinkers they've tried the big guy ciders and the sweet ones that you were calling them kool-aid ciders or something <laughs> earlier which is, it, which is a great i mean it, it actually nails it because I, yeah. I think most of them have 55 or so grams of sugar in them in, in each can or bottle the trend is changing but yeah a lot, a lot of them are they're heavy. very heavy in the sugar and that's i like i'm sure i'm like most people that's what i've always had is ciders that are very sweet and i've never even known that i really enjoy dry ciders until about two years ago when we started drinking a, sh- a shitload of ciders because we <laughs> it, mostly because it was just a, a funny fun thing to do when we were all drinking after work and we we're like let's chug some ciders instead of taking beer shots yeah. we'll chug a whole cider instead so i i won an award for World of Beer one month for drinking the most ciders of any loyalty member in the entire company. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> angry, I have an angry orchard cooler that I got for that, you know, that nice uh, award that I won. But, <laughs> but yeah, I drank so many ciders that I started really realizing that I don't really like the sweet ciders that much. Yeah. You know, that's not, and I think most people envision that that's what a cider is. And you have to get away from that because that's really one type of cider. It just happens to be the most mass-produced type. 
Absolutely. You know, and it's just that's what everybody thinks it is, but it's not. They're not all like that. Yeah, and, and this is a Pacific Rim style cider. You know, like there's you'll see like um, a lot of this style cider made in New Zealand. You know, this little bit of tartness, you know, good acidity, good crisp, refreshing tones. Very much so uh, what I like to refer to as a Pacific Rim mm-hmm. cider, but it differs from them because we don't have the skin contact on the crushed apples. So it's it's not quite as fleshy, meaty as those are. That's just the apple source, really. But um, it, it, what makes this the, the difference of what we're doing is the, you know, like I said, the good acidity and a little bit more of the refreshing tones to it. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what, what we got next? So got next. Next. Uh, next, next is... <laughs> next up on the list. Um, Desiree, you're next on stage. Uh, no, that's not the one. I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's <laughs> a different <Diamonds>. job. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're next. Step up to the tipping reel, boys. We've got sunshine on stage. No, um, we've got uh, Make Me Kumquat, which is a good segue, actually. That is actually the name of the uh, cider here, going from the tipping reel right to Make Me Kumquat. So I love it. That, that's how we name roll. It, it, it is. It is. Arguably my favorite name. There's another one that we will talk about later. That is, I would say, the more popular, the more popular name. Yeah. Oh, I, oh yeah. The, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> we'll hold but it. They're wait, both wait. they're both fantastic names. But that's the first time I came here. I was just blown away by the comical, funny names. It's great <laughs> brand marketing because people are going to talk about it. Sure. And that's what the craft beer market is. People. They, there's going to be, I'm sure, people who have approached you and said that the name is offensive in a way. Make me kumquat. Uh, no. But, that's yeah. the great part of but it. But if I they know. did, there's, they're in the minority anyway. We, we, get, <laughs> we get people who turn red in the face. and um, Can, I get, can I get the kumquat can one? I have, can, make can I have kumquat? number six? Can I have tap number six? Number six. Oh, you mean the Mora Madness? No, no, number six. Number six. Oh, uh, the, the Sidewinder? No, no, tap number six. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm confused. Which one did you want? Can I have the, the kumquat? <laughs> What's that? You want me to make you kumquat? <laughs> As, yeah, then they turn red. So and, yeah, oh yeah. We but get you it. have to have a sense of humor about it. That's, I mean, geez, well, I, I, so prime. I, 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 I'm that, well, I, my favorite thing to say is I'm that asshole. I really am. I like to make people say embarrassing things and have fun. We all laugh and have a good time. And we're like the least pretentious assholes in the industry. We really are. We're like, we're like we fart in public, you know? It's like, that's how we roll. And that's, that's just kind of who we that's are. Shirt. We you fart in public. public. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes, it you is. You get royalties for all these ideas. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, it's funny. That's how I seduced Felonies, too. She was a uh, second oh, or third no. date. And she was like, you're so perfect. I love you so much. Or not I love you, but she's like, you just seem perfect. Yeah, I, I love that quickly. No, not that early. But, you know, it was uh, <laughs> after the fart. That's when the it I was, love you came. Well, there's a whole other story there, but we're not going to go on that one. But anyways. Um, Speaking of turning red. <laughs> yes. Wow. It's amazing. Have you met my raspberry other half? Um, so, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I said to her, I said, I'm not perfect. I fart in public. And, and so she just kind of laughs. That's something that's always kind of... Like, no, I'm dead serious. Yeah, no, I do. And she knows. What's it's it? happened. Oh, it's happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I just might as well put that out there in the front. You know, if you've got a problem with standing around in your own pew like you're at church, then I got to tell you, you shouldn't be hanging around with me because I'm going to crop dust everybody in, a, in several businesses. So, the um, basket. Yes. I, I save yes. all mine for Cassie specifically in the car. And yeah, when, oh, once yeah. Once get in the car, it's like... Oh, yeah. Free reign. Here they Pr- go. Pressurize. <laughs> <laughs> so this one. I yeah, think yeah. she just heard me. She's got uh, there you go. <laughs> like, hell yeah. Like, you motherfucker. You're holding it, aren't you? Bastard. 
But uh, yeah, this is Dade City Kumquat, man. It's like right here in Florida. We do a lot of them that are like Florida centric. And we try to get it as close to, to home as we can, um, but we find good produce anywhere here in South Florida. We, we do it. We've got a lemon one coming soon that's going to be used in Florida lemon as well. So we got that and all kinds of really cool stuff. Star fruit. Justin's yeah. cutting star fruit up right now that came from our neighbor. And uh, so he dropped off, like, what, 92 pounds of star fruit? 92 Ooh. pounds of Loxahatchee, <laughs> Florida star fruit. That's a lot of arrived. star fruit. Mm. Yeah, we, we use uh, Loxahatchee mangoes, Loxahatchee, um, all kinds of shit, man. Jackfruit fruit and dragon there's, fruit. There was one day me and uh, two other girls that work for us, uh, we processed 150 pounds of puree, mango puree. So we peeled more than 150 pounds worth of mango. It took us like six hours. It was like 400 which, pounds. Yeah. We, just, bought, we bought 850 pounds of mangoes this last year. Yeah. All so, from one source. So there's a lot of love <laughs> in those glasses. So literally. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had a lot of people say, but the work and the cost and this and that, you should use extracts. But you know what? You can taste that shit, you know? And we do so. use some extracts, but for the most part, I really far prefer using real fruit. Like almost everything we do. And if we do use extracts, it's usually because something's so badly out of season that I can't find it. So right. it, it is so what like, it is. I think a lot of breweries use extract. They just don't admit it. Sure. But, you know, you use, you're going to use extract to help boost the flavor of you know, uh, fruits that don't like strawberries yeah. are hard to brew to get that flavor. So you're going to add a little strawberry concentrate or extract to help give you more of that strawberry flavor. Sure. But yeah, they, some breweries are just like, oh, no, we use real strawberries or we use this. Like, ah. Strawberries you see a lot in the West Coast and the Central Florida because there's a lot of strawberries there. You know, yeah. you got Plant City, which Plant is City's like. Plant just like you know, a strawberry Mecca. Land. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. all that's there. Yeah, it's definitely, man. It is like like mega strawberry world. And we have strawberries down here, really good strawberries. But the problem, I think, with our strawberries here is they're just too big. Yeah. Um, so they're good for grocery store shelves. really good for local industry and produce. Um, but we prefer the smaller strawberries because they have more flavor. They're juicier. They're, mm. they're just more flavorful. And, and I would love to get my hands on some local strawberries here. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is you know, I bow down to those Plant City strawberries. Those things are badass. They're, yeah. just, they're just delicious. Yeah. The first time I ever heard uh, the tiny ones have more flavor. The big ones are just too big. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> hey, it hurts. Bigger but is not it always better. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, I like the kumquat uh, the, a lot because it gives it a tropical, still the same, like, signature, like, taste, yep. but with that tropicalness flavor. So it's... It's super drinkable. Yeah, the, so everything so far has been like we're only too deep. But all two, all yeah. two. we're only too deep. Yeah, but like, you, you, you cheated. More. You cheated. You had some on another occasion though. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I like the kumquat a lot, a lot. Rock and roll. And plus, it's like unique too. So it's you don't see a whole lot of kumquat ciders or kumquat anything really. Sure. So it's like. Well, that's what I was going to say it's earlier, but I that. wanted to wait till we were actually trying the beers. But when you were saying or the ciders, you were saying. How in a cider or apple-primed market, people have grown up drinking ciders, and then you're like, well, have you ever had one with, you know, whatever, and, and they get yeah. excited about it. It's like, your stuff is so unique, even just for a cider market or even for a beer market or anything, that there's nobody who can be like, eh, whatever, I've had that. You know, like, yeah. you can surprise anybody. Even the cider drinker who's drank ciders his whole life will be like, wait, what? You have a kumquat cider? You've got a... You know, whatever else, dragon fruit, mango, whatever. I mean, whatever we get our hands on. Fruit. And people, yeah. and yeah, like mango and flavored, wood. flavored ciders are getting more popular, but you have Ooh. stuff that nobody's doing, you know, that yeah. until they start copying you. And they are. They are. There's, <laughs> there's, when we made coffee cider, you couldn't find a coffee cider on the market. Um, 
But we did a coffee cider and got mm-hmm. a really big, couple of really big write-ups about our coffee cider from like cult the sources. national press, yeah. Yeah, cider, uh, what was the magazine? Cider, cider, I think Cider Culture and... Cider Culture and Cider Craft yeah. both wrote us up pretty heavy about our coffee cider, just thinking it was the best thing since sliced bread. And now coffee ciders are popping up all over the world. So it's one of those things Crazy. that... It's amazing how that happens. Somebody so, goes, wait a second, coffee and cider? But he so told me original. I thought it was crazy. And you're like, yeah. you're like no, well, well, we were original. Yeah, well, they, they, were, <laughs> they were in their market. But you know, the funny thing is, is I, I love that they're copying me because that's how styles are born, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so copy me. Let's make a fucking style and like rock with it. You know, let's start owning our and own then, category. And then when it's popular, you turn around and you say, I did it first. Look, here's the date. Here's my date. Exactly. <laughs> check. Season check. assist. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, not that, I'm not that dick. I am an asshole, but I'm not that asshole. But what I am. Big uh, difference between dicks and assholes. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> Not in South Florida. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm just saying. Um, uh, but I lo- and I, I love my LBGT community. I want to say that y'all are awesome, and you're always welcome in our tap room, and we, we, we got heavy support. Hey, we, you can laugh, man. It's cool, man. We do love them, though. We do. We, we love all of our communities, and we have such a strong uh, uh, community here that is exactly that. You know, we, we love our peeps. But uh, let's face it. You guys make fun of the straight assholes, too. We're breeders to you, so it's all good, right? So <laughs> It's all love. It's all love. And I know right now, if there's any of my friends out there that are listening, they're like, you're damn right. So it's all good. So we, <laughs> we love our people. So, uh, but, uh, but, um, uh, so it's all good. Um, but, um, fuck, I've got what we were talking about. What was the subject that we got before? Well, I, don't, I don't remember. Oh. How diverse our community yeah, yeah, yeah. is. No, well, no, before that, we actually had something else going. I don't we know. Talking about, um, I've been drinking. We were talking about... Um, Copying, uh, copying styles or something. Oh, right, like right, right, right. So we're trying to build. Yeah, it's exactly right. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to build um, all of these different, you know, styles and, and things that are out there. You know, so you, you literally um, need to start somewhere. You know, in the beginning, it was all beer, you know, and then guys were like, well, fuck it. We're going to start making, you know, dark beers. And, right. Well, damn, there's a whole group of us who are making this dark beers. We didn't name for this. What do we call it? Uh, porter or stout or you know like you start putting names on it you know and it, we we are very cool in the fact that we got to see some styles born i mean like up until i mean how long ago was there was just the same old styles i mean granted there's a lot of them box and ipas and things like that you right. know loggers but like we've seen some styles born the new england ipa man the west coast ipa everybody's got an ipa now like yeah you know it's not just an IPA, it's an East Coast IPA. Oh, I, I think a Florida IPA is basically a thing now, too. Yeah. Like the citrus grapefruit one that's Clip. not, that is filtered, that doesn't look like a New England one. But Which it's is like extra hilarious. Crisp, crisp and light and almost white. And yeah. Then, but with the citrus notes, that's like every Florida IPA is well, like that. Well, and I think it's absolutely hilarious that that style was born by Ballast Point, basically. So that's kind of funny. We're like, fuck you guys, it's our style now. <laughs> We're taking it. That's it's right, ours. it's ours. It's ours now, bastards. And you want it back, come get it. That's right, exactly. <laughs> come take it from us, man. I cut you. I cut you deep. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we have next? So next is the mango madness. Nope. So this. Nope. Oh, oh, we got peachy king. Peachy king. I'm getting. Sorry, I get excited easily. A lot of peach um, on the nose. Yeah. So you're about to change styles. The kumquat and the signature same style cider. This is a different style. So a little different process. The way we make this. The way we handle the fruit. What we put into it definitely a little bit different so this one is i uh, got a little bit of tea in it it's got a little bit which is an old english thing you know i'd like to take credit for that people like whatever made you think of using tea and cider well you know they hundreds of years ago somebody <laughs> used tea and cider. Uh, yeah and, and it stuck and it's like all over england now you know england and uk they, uh, and uh excuse me ireland they there's like tons of of tea and ciders you know and and uh 
props to my, my boy uh, David at the Black Mountain Cider Works for bringing my attention back to that. It was something that was a style that I had completely forgotten about. And we went there and drank ciders at the Black Mountain Cidery in, in, uh, in Black Mountain, North Carolina. Everyone go buy your ticket right now. That place is badass. So anyways, uh, I like to shamelessly plug my friends. You know, I, I give props to where if I stole your idea, yeah, then I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't steal ideas. I do homages. Um, so, <laughs> so, so their, their ciders are kick ass and, and that's where, you know, it is an old style, he, but he's legit English and, and Irish and Northern European style ciders as well. But he uses a lot of teas and things in his in his product, and um, that's when I kind of went back. We made one called Brogue, that was a traditional Irish style, and then that did really really well for a while. So we started using some more teas and different things to try to change the mouthfeel, and we changed the yeast, we changed the apples, we changed the temperatures we ferment at. Um, you know, we we change a lot of stuff to kind of create different styles, and and this is definitely one of those you know more mouth warming, more waxy style ciders. Right. Yeah. yeah, a little lower acidity, a little more fruit. Yeah. I'm not a huge uh, I'm not a huge peach person, but this doesn't offend me. It's not like in your face peachy, like a lot of those you know super like peach extracty kind of like you know right there in your face. Yeah. But the tea is funny because there was that flavor that I like that smoothed out kind of almost like it's green like green tea ish or sure. something. Um, but I didn't know what it was until you said it, and it's just like, oh, yeah. Then, there you know, it is. It's like when people are like, oh, this IPA tastes like bubble gum. And I'm like, you're right. That's exactly that's, what it tastes like. That's the, that's the flavor. <laughs> and Holy I didn't shit. know what it was before, but now that you said it, it's just instantly your mind makes that connection. And as soon as you said tea, I was like, that's it. Boom. That's, yeah. what, that's what's in there. That's like the whole – to me, that's the base of the whole thing, and then that peach is just on top, just kind of like there. Yeah, and we're about elegance here. You know, um, I, I, I don't want to like – bad mouth guys who are going over the top of their products because sometimes we go over the top too let's face it it's fun sometimes to have your teeth, teeth smashed out by blueberries i mean that's just kind of cool you drink like holy shit man i, just, I feel like this blueberry syrup yeah yeah exactly or like i just feel like i actually drank it blueberries except they didn't choke me while i swallowed them you know like it's like holy crap but and that stuff is fun to drink but like we're we're way more finessey way more elegant so we don't even our sidewinder which is our cinnamon strong cider which i think is on the flight yeah towards mm-hmm. the end of the flight even that's not like holy fireball, you know. Our stuff is really more elegant and refined, and so that was really much so in our, uh, very much so. And I speak English good, um, so <laughs> so that was very much so what we were going after. Um, we wanted to just have it be like, oh wow, this is interesting. It's got this other flavor and feel. Um, so it's just smooth and sexy, and you know, we want you to come back and drink ten more of them. So. Yeah, that's like uh, we've talked about it with breweries all the time. It's like the two different models of, of opening where it's like, do you go with what we always call the Cigar City model, which is like just solid cores all the way through yeah. and just let that be your foundation. And anything you do on top of that opens up the doors because you can just be like, well, we have High and Maduro and, and we're good. So but try like, this badass so puppy breath when you come out, to the tasting let's room. Let's put out something <laughs> nuts, right? Yeah. And then there's like the people who just constantly surprise you. And they just throw out just insane stuff. Like, and we've always called that the Funky Buddha model, which it, is like, it is. just put out things that blow people away and everyone's going to flock to it. And like Angry yeah. Chairs doing Angry the same thing up there. Love like, them just too. throw yeah. insane things out there. And everybody's like, German chocolate cupcakes. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> and then you're like, holy shit, this tastes just like German chocolate cupcakes. And, I would have never guessed. Right. <laughs> but we and called I, it. And that. I remember, you know, that first time that you dive into like that Funky Buddha, my, my first one for me was the sweet potato casserole. And I dive into yeah. that beer the first time. And I'm like, 
holy shit, this is sweet potato casserole in a bottle. What the hell? Yeah, you know? yeah. The, this is almost a combination of the two uh, styles, which is very cool because it's like you have that blow you away kind of like weird I don't want to call it weird beer but like funky. over the top funky and, beer and, and I'm okay with calling it funky because that's who I got the idea and from then, I totally but then homage to Brian Sense at Funky Buddha there but then you have those core beers like your signature is is you know a very nice like you said dry cider that's a, a that is a core beer you could put out in the market and it'll continuously sell well um, and you don't have every everything isn't like like you said, subtlety, sexy, smooth, but then you have yeah. this stuff that's like blow you away and kick you in the mouth with blueberries. So it's it's a cool combination of the two styles. I, I feel like um, I feel like we don't have to kick people in the face, um, but yes, it, it, it is the. If I were to say who do I I model my business plan after more, Funky or Cigar City, I, you're going to hear me say Funky every day of the week. The, those guys did a lot right. They did a, a, they have a culinary appeal in all of their, their, their drinks and beverages. And, man, do I follow that, like, to, to spades. I have a lot of chefs in my family, and, um, and I embrace that big time. Plus, I get maker ADHD, and I like to make shit. And, uh, and now it's gotten contagious. My, the head cider maker who took over for me, Justin, he's got the same thing. He's like, dude, what kind of crazy shit are we going to make next? And I'm like, I don't know. Let's think about it. Or, or like, I'll be. Berries. Yeah, yeah. Felonese will see me. I'll be at the grocery store and I'm just like cruising. I'm like, holy shit, it's, it's, you know, left handed Asian Bing Cherry month. And like, I'm the, pile this shit in the cart now. And I'm like, harvesting Take it, it. all. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, give me the produce manager. I want it all. So, you know, we, um, yeah, we, we do that. You know, we do all kinds of crazy shit. So, um, you know, we like that. You know, we like to do that. I, and I'm very spontaneous with our flavors and what's going on. And I, I pay a lot of attention to seasons around the world. We buy shit from, like, crazy places. Like, I would mentioned dogwood. We did Thai dogwood. We've done Aegis Castus from Egypt. I mean, like, we do... Wicked, the, crazy yeah, shit. Elderberries from U- the UK. UK yeah, elderberries. I wonder why everybody's looking at what that crazy guy in West Palm's doing now when you're buying <laughs> stuff from fucking like India everywhere and in Egypt and. Well, people started cloning us, so this is this is actually the linear thought. Like we started doing ciders, so obviously we right out of the bat we started doing crazy stuff because I love Ryan to death and and I like the model and I like to drink a lot of funky stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I think he did a lot, right? Obviously. So we, in that mold, we started cranking out all of these crazy flavors, you know, all this cool stuff. And, and we have our own host of seasonals. Now we got love potion, 9% coming out next, uh, oh boy, in about a week, um, strawberry passion fruit, you know? So we, we do all these crazy things and we're actually landing a core rotation like they do as well. On top of that, we're doing crazy shit. So we're like, we're just sort of ADHD at full effect. Um, and, and I think that's important because people do get, uh, the, the, where I have ADHD, it's beneficial because people get boredom and they're like, ah, you know, this is the same thing I drink all the time. You know, let me switch up to something else. So it's just our responsibility to go, well, here's something else for you. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's, uh, that's the kind of cool thing. And, and that, that's very much so my personality as well. And, and it's, uh, just kind of the way we go. Um, but yeah, we get to land into seasonality big time because of that. And, and uh, so we, we, um, started doing crazy stuff. Ciderworks started copying us and, I basically said, look, we're, we're responsible for this. This is, this is good. It's good for industry. It's good for business. It's good for, um, you know, cider in general. Catch me if you can. Yeah. And so I decided to just go off the deep end, like lose my mind, insanity. Down here they call me the mad scientist of cider because we do crazy shit. And I'll create three or four different ciders out of the same fruit. 
and just kind of put them all on the market and give them all different names. You don't assume, you know, let anybody assume that it, yeah, like I, I assume they're intelligent and not going to, you know, they're gonna be able to tell the difference between them. And, and so we give them names. We, we, we assume no one's dumb. We change anything about our cider. It gets a new name. Um, or we tell them V2 or V3. If we weren't happy with the last release and we're replacing it with a new one, we tell them it's version two or, or experimental or things yeah. like that. We've we, done the coffees. Coffees had different versions and then yep. different bean varieties, and we'll call it out. Yeah, we, we declare. When we yeah. change our fruit, we declare we changed our fruit. We declare that we changed our beans because, let's face it, that's fucking cool. It's going right. to taste different. Right. So, so if you're bored of the last one, guess what? Here's the new version of it. It tastes a little different this time. Check it out. Yeah, it's your obligation to give them something else, which right. is what you should call your next cider. Something else. I thought you were yeah. talking about like. Dark, I'm ready. I'm ready dark. for something else. Perfect. Yeah. Here it is. So something else. Oh, I thought you were going to say dark obligations. Oh, dark obligations. Ooh, that sounds <laughs> sexy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got it's a. I'm going to make love to you, Bowman. But what dark I was going to also say is I, I think that that ADHD type, uh, you know, like you were saying, like, what the hell can we do next? What's the next crazy thing? That's like the most important thing for innovators in the whole world. Anybody who's ready to just take that next step and do something that nobody else has done has to constantly ask the question of what the fuck is the next thing to do? Let's go. Let's keep going. Because if you don't ask that question, then you're just going to keep doing the same shit. Yeah. And that's what a lot of breweries fall into is we have a model that works. Let's just keep doing it. Well, they run out of ideas. uh, But if you... You can never run out of ideas you if your idea is oh, what no. the fuck is the next idea. Because yeah. yeah. then you'll just like, like you said, you're at the grocery store and there's the next idea. Yeah. It just Boom. smacks you right in the face. Like you have to, if you're looking for it, you'll always find it. Right? Yeah. But, but sometimes no, I'm not even looking for it. That's the crazy yeah. part. Sometimes I'm like, it oh shit. Hits you. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh my God. And it's constant. He's oh my God, dogwood. Yeah, it's constantly oh, yeah. coming <laughs> new ideas. That was an Etsy yeah. find, by the way. That was the best part. I'm sitting there on Etsy. <laughs> I'm going to go visit Etsy now. And I'm going to go on Etsy and look, see what I can find. But actually, yeah, Etsy is pretty awesome because there's like all kinds of cool herbal and I mean, literally everything. You can get like Asian children on Etsy. It's really cool. Mail order brides. Oh, yeah. Not absolutely. that I'm looking. No, no, but they're there. <laughs> hey, we've all stumbled down that rabbit hole. It's all good. Like, I wonder if you can find, oh my God, you can. <laughs> well, that's awesome, you know? <laughs> So we had, me and Jeff had the mango. Yes. Really good. Now, that, really is that good. the same, that's the same uh, base cider as the peach? No. no. It so tasted very similar, like the body the and the sweetness. Style. And, it is it's, high, it's higher <laughs> ABV, right? The end, I was like, I can, there's, yeah, I could taste a little bit. Eight, of, eight-ish? Eight-three. Yeah. So that's mango madness. That one's a, that's a big boy. So it's definitely a different base. It's more apple wine. So more traditional German Prussian apple wine style cider. Big, gnarly. I mean, you can feel the eight, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll it, put a smile it warms you. It warms you up Ooh. when you drink it. Yes. That was like, a, I felt it. It's like almost a thicker, syrupy kind of mouth feel. And yeah. it was like when you take a shot of Jack and all of a sudden your whole mouth gets warm. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, and yeah. then dry. Mm. And that, was, that was good. Yeah. So what do we have next? So, not to de-emphasize the mango madness, I do want to give credit. Those are mangoes from Loxahatchee, Florida. We're definitely a local company. So, okay, so now we got that out of the way. Um, the cinnamon creamsicle, actually, this one is the next one. So, this is so we do a whole rotating line of creamsicle ciders, and every month or so, this is on our on our weird rotational ADHD thing. Um, we that. bounce oh God, around. This, so good. this one won awards. Oh. So this is this is a champion winner. This is a gold medal cider. So getting, pretty getting cool stuff. 
Yeah, this is ridiculous. You'll tear my eye. Oh my god! That's, no, that's, this, oh. this the nose on this cider is like one of the most wonderful things I've ever smelled. And you'll smell like hazelnut and, and nutmeg and shit like that on the nutmeg, nose. Nutmeg, yeah. It's, it's not there. We didn't put it's it just in like, there. It's like yeah, it's, it smells like. If you ever actually, it's funny because Cassie will laugh at me oh, for this one. Yeah. But have you ever had a Tom and Jerry? It's of course, like, yeah. Northeastern. Yeah. Yeah. So she's from New York, and so she brings uh, so she brings down the Tom and Jerry, or her relatives bring down Tom and Jerry batter every. Christmas, Hell yeah, and uh, this it smells like that almost because it's got that sure. creaminess, that sweetness. But like uh, Tom and Jerry's, like a brandy eggnog type drink. That's exactly I guess. what it is, and, yeah. Uh, it, it, but it has that cinnamon and that nutmeg and all that. And this, that it, I smell nutmeg like on this, but oh, it's yeah. actually probably just the cinnamon. And then my mind, my mind tricking me into thinking that everything that has cinnamon has nutmeg. In there's it. a few yeah. ciders. <laughs> there's a few ciders that we make that cannot be described any other way than mindfuck. And this is one of them. Coffee is another one. It, it'll oh mess with you. It'll screw the top of your head off and kind of just like play with your brains. <laughs> this is like this is unreal. This is such. I mean, this is my favorite one so far, but it's Same. almost, it's Same. like, it changes the whole, because Signature is like, I think is just such a solid, perfect example of what that style of cider sure. should be. So like this one is like more of the off the wall type of thing. It's Absolutely. not off the wall, but you know what I mean? It's it's sure. a different kind of craziness to it. Creative. And, and, yeah. and it's so good. Like and, it's unbelievable. Oh well, yeah, and this the cool thing is, is this is another base that we make. So this is you, now we're skipping around, we're bouncing around a little bit, and so the madness is one base. Uh, the creamsicle is a different base. The the peachy keen is our tea base. So like when we use tea ciders, we we manipulate the fruit to get out of the way so you can get mm-hmm. those tea tones and things like that. So we this particular one, the creamsicle, uh, this base is just rock star for vanilla. You get that vanillin tone to it. That's yeah. definitely in there. We do add vanilla to it. Um, and then the cinnamon is just oh. so just balancing with that. It's hedonistic. Have you uh, have you ever had any of the Mackenzie ciders? I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. So Mackenzie seasonal is the seasonal reserve is like a oh. cinnamon. Uh, they say it's like a cinnamon kind of apple pie type cider. Right on. Um, and this reminds me a lot of that. Uh, no no fault to Mackenzie's. I, I like this one better. Sure. Not just because you're at the table, but just because <laughs> it has. But it I'll has the on you. because it has the vanilla. It has that vanilla creamy side that like mouthfeel is a little bit thicker and fuller, and it has that vanilla flavor and. So this one just has a little bit more going on, but sure. it's very reminiscent of that, almost like an apple pie type yeah. cider and it, with whipped cream. It's like it's a <laughs> Copyright <laughs> it's by so the Cigar City Cider and Mead, apple pie is a registered trademark of that particular <laughs> oh, company. So this is better than that. <laughs> no, ours is not apple pie cider. Ours is cinnamon and creamsicle. <laughs> but very, very good. Yeah, uh, they, they, they nailed that. Actually, I don't know if they have a trademark on that. I don't even know if you can trademark apple pie, but I, I deliberately stayed away from that name uh, and that idea. So we, we lovingly it's tell like it. trademarking oh, the American flag. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so for us, for us because we're, we have that Prussian connection, we like to say, ours is cinnamon strudel. It's all about the, stru- the strudel is what yes. it is. So it's, it's, uh, it's yes. a cinnamon apple strudel. That is exactly cider. what it is. Right. So, yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> ours is the strudel cider. Cool. What do we got next? Ooh, this Mura. Mora, Mora. Oh, that tastes a lot like the mango. Yeah, so the same base. Yeah, yeah. Same base as the Mango Madness. The Mora Madness is the uh, kindred sister of the Mango Madness. Actually, Mora came first. Um, This was the... The oh, base that we have, this this <laughs> big Same acid, ABV. big so booziness. So yeah. This is Hallelujah, South Florida in a glass. I mean, like, this and the, and the Mango Madness so are exactly like that. Ice, oh, yeah. Like, you know? 
You, you, I've had people do milk. Shit. Yeah, mudslides. Yeah. Holy well, shit. I like that you're like European style. Yeah. To, because then like when people like serve it over ice, you're not like, no, don't ah, do that. You're killing me. Because like cider over ice is delicious. And anybody who tells you it's not can go kick rocks. I, I, yeah, well, well, and, and I got I to gotta be honest with you. You know, I'm a business person. Thank you for buying my cider. I don't give a shit what you do with it. <laughs> Bathe in it. Agreed, yeah, yeah. Clean your floors with it. I'm okay. Just keep me in business. Come right. on. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we get people do all kinds of crazy shit with our ciders. And I love it. I love that, that people want to be innovative. That's innovation in itself. If they want to be innovative to create a sub-product with my product that they love, then, hell, that's Craft awesome. cocktail bars have really yeah. been loving, oh, like, mixing. Yeah, some, mixing oh, more, yeah. mixing black cherry and mixing it with different vodkas and gin and putting little garnishes that's on it. Oh, the, yeah. it's um, good. One of the brass tabs did uh, the Willy Wonka, you're turning violet, yeah. violet. They made like, they even put like a little candy bubblegum garnish on a toothpick it floating in the that's drink. Cool. It was really cool. So like we love it because that was already innovation, innovative to us because um, Gene Wilder had passed and Matt and I were big uh, Willy Wonka fans. So we actually did love returning violet, violet yeah. as an homage to him. You know, it was a little, like, parting that he had left us. And uh, so, but then for them to take it up even another level and make a Willy Wonka-themed craft cocktail beverage was even really That's cool in our super eyes. cool, yeah. yeah. Rustique up in Orlando does a uh, black cherry, uh, no, I guess it is a Tom Collins, isn't it? Basically yeah. black cherry Tom Collins. Um, with our product, uh, the black cherry cider, we actually developed it for them and it's since then just taken off as a standalone product as well so it's that pretty be cool a good, a good avenue for you guys to expand and come up with well more and more you know cocktails we're, we're, we're going to talk after the show because i have something that i now just that you got the ball rolling in my head on i'm thinking ass. about doing something at my bar that we can uh we'll, we're gonna we'll have discuss. a contest we're, we're gonna we'll discuss some things we're gonna do a vip contest coming up i think in the summertime we're gonna do it and we're gonna challenge the craft mixologists around the state to basically come up with different beverages and we want to actually go there and have them make them for us so we want to bounce around to the different places have each of these you know competing bartenders basically create their beverage for us and and enjoy it and then kind of keep some notes and things like that do like a whole shout out to each one of them like put them on our, our website and say hey go here and ask this bartender for this and go here and ask this bartender for that and then at the end make your own I, beer trail yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then on top of that, um, I think we're probably going to wind up doing like a VIP come hang out the accomplice with like the winner kind of thing. So I think we're going to do one of those where like grab you and three of your friends and head down to the accomplice or, you know, awesome. something along those ways and That's cool. That's put them up idea. for the night. Open yeah. it up for chefs too to cook with it. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Because I cook with beer all the time. That's mm-hmm. like I do. I do mostly crock pot recipes. I work at, I work at a restaurant. So sure. if, if I'm cooking, it's in the morning before I go to work. And then I'm just hoping that there's something at midnight when I get home to eat. Yeah. So uh, I usually do like crock pot stuff, but I do, I throw beers into my crock pot recipes all the time. And I do like, you know, apple cider, teriyaki chickens and things like that. So I've cooked with Hell cider yeah. before. Uh, I like to cook with the spicy beers and do like chilies and things like that too. But it's, uh, this is you have so many things that you could throw into a, a, a culinary recipe. Oh, yeah. Reverse it, not culinary inspired beers, but let's put a cider inspired dish. Well, and the acids are great for breaking down fats and things too. One of the most amazing things I've ever eaten in my entire life was down at the firehouse. I think it was down in, in little little cube. I think in Miami. Remember that guy did the the braise, the pork braise, and our mm. cider. Holy oh, yeah. crap! Oh, the was station. That good. It's called station. The station. That's yeah. what it is. Station. <laughs> it's like station down there was like holy cow they did this uh pork braise on our cider and 
it changed my life. Like, really, I was like, I just wanted to sit there. Time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just wanted to sit there and eat it all night. It was so good. Yeah. So, yeah, that was rock star tasty. Right. Yeah. So what we got next? We, were, uh, we got one more after this one. The, the strawberry. So strawberry is um, basically our fruit forward, juicy. You know, it's our, our take that woodchuck cider. It's one of the most fruity ones we make. I hesitate to say the word sweet because it's really not. But it fools your brain into that hedonistic love of fruit instead. And that's kind of like our... The strawberry flavor makes it seem like it's sweeter. Sweeter, yeah. Like the Mango Madness kind of has that. And some of them kind of trick you into thinking they're sweet, but they're fruity. In fact, we even I've gotten complaints, which is hilarious, uh, from people who are like, your stuff is too sweet. And then I have to explain to them, actually, it's not. It's pretty damn near dry, but... Your brain is being like that. That's that brain fucking thing. You know, your brain's like, oh, my God, this is sweet. No, it's not. Fruit and sweet are not the same thing. So uh, this one does that. And cider and sweet are not the same thing. And that's like what I was talking about earlier is your mind gets tricked into thinking everything's sweet if you think it's sweet before you try it. Absolutely. And that's a trick used by the mass producers in the industry. So I I hate to say this, but I'm going to call out the big boys. There is a lot of producers out there that add syrup to the backside of a neutral fermented beverage. They basically take whatever it is, the whole shitload of sugars and dump it into a little bit of apple juice. And then they ferment it out to high amounts of alcohol. And then they water it down with water and syrups and a lot of syrups to give it flavor again. They give the syrups. And so you get a manufactured beverage. It's really not a wine. It's really not. I mean, it's just, it's crap, really. Um, you know, preservatives and syrups and yeah, flavorings. and All from concentrate. And yeah. That, you know. It's garbage. And so... You know, they can crank out a cider in 10 days in some of these places. They do warm fermentation with, like, you're lucky if you get champagne yeast, you know, or, or distiller's yeast is a lot of time, or neutral high fermentation yeast, you know. And they rip the sugars down to something that's mostly flavorless, and they do it at, at just the ripped speeds, run it through a cross filter. And they inject flavor right back into it. Yep, exactly right. And well, that's so, how they get the same consistent flavor every time, too. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, because it's in just... In 54 grams of sugar. Yeah, correct. <laughs> exactly. So we're, we're, we're a little different than that. We're turning around and we're doing three to five weeks fermentation, sometimes six weeks fermentation, long, long fermentations. You know, but it's worth it because you're developing flavor over that period. And we don't need to add jack to the back of our ciders. We're, we're actually adding less juice than ever before on our, our, like some of the improvements we've made over on our cider making side. And then increasing the quality of our juices and, you know, manipulating the, the yeast profiles and things like that that we're using. We're able to create a shitload of flavor and at bone dry levels, you know, we're, we're doing some pretty awesome stuff in fermentation now, but it takes forever, but it's worth it. Yeah. Well, sorry, you go. No, no, I was just going to comment that I really like this. I've had strawberry cider before and like this one is the cleanest that I've had. It comes for everyone I've had so far. We have one left, but everyone I have, it's like that water profile, I guess, that is just so clean and crisp. I have something I've never had. I mean. Jeff knows, like, I'm a big Woodchuck fan. Big, yeah. I'm a big McKenzie's big fan. Yeah. Slim I love Pickens McKenzie's is good. It's, it's a little pricey, but it's a good cider. But nothing I've had in almost 30 years of being alive has been this, for cider, like, this clean. Well, and that, that like, kind of goes. everything, like, way more enjoyable because right. I'm not getting that minerally linger. Yeah. Well, that goes into, like, what you were saying before. And, and just as a, I wanted to kind of spin it off into the greater the greater picture of what we do on our show is talk about the, the craft beer industry or the drinking industry in general, kind of uh, the umbrella of, hey, drink. Um, but the craft beer focus. When people ask me all the time, what's so great about craft beer? And they don't understand it because they're a lifelong Bud Light or Miller Light or Coors Light drinker. 
what's so great about craft beer is exactly what you said that they're not pumping it out in 10 days they're not injecting flavors into it they're not using cheap shit ingredients yes you can get a bud light it's going to taste the same every time and if you drink it at 32 degrees you won't taste all the terrible off flavors in it (laughs) but it's garbage and and they know it and they don't even hide it they'll tell you it's garbage yeah they're not marketing as quality they started to once craft started taking a hold but they marketed it as drink this it's light yeah drink it you can drink 10 of them yeah you know and that's delicious ice cold and every person (laughs) yeah they always go oh man an ice cold bud light's so good no shit an ice cold anything's good you can't taste it can't taste anything but but the reason that craft is better is because it genuinely is better quantifiably better ingredients using the right temperatures taking the time to make it good yep not injecting it with a bunch of sugar and putting flavor back into it and manufacturing a beverage, but actually building a beverage from ground up and brewing it the right way. And that's how come these ciders are so good is because everything is made right. You didn't inject any of this crap into it afterwards. And that that's why when people sit there and they say, why is craft better? This is why. Yeah. And I hope that somebody is listening to the show that isn't already a craft beer person. Probably not because we're a craft beer podcast. But just in case. They, they will eventually. Just they in will. case. That is why. If you ever want to sound ignorant, ask me why craft beer is better. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, quantifiably, it is better. Yeah. And, and the, the thing that I love about the whole craft industry, craft food, craft beverage, uh, craft anything, uh, arts and crafts. I mean, like the, the, the beauty of it. No, but it's still the same love. That's the thing is, I mean, it sounds silly. Like, like, like this is my grandmother knitting stuff. But yeah, but even her, you know, the, the love that goes into it, you know, that every stitch and a, and a, and like, you know, the, the sock hat that your grandmother's making for you, the three sleeved skirt, you know, uh, three sleeved, uh, sweater that she's sewing right now for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Well, third third sleeve has a use. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> you go, For grandma. You go, grandma. I'm grandma saying. Grandma knitting you this. Yes. But we have a patron here whose mom used to be a stripper. That's all I got to say. So, anyways, and that's a true story, folks. You can come meet him. Come into our tasting room. I'll introduce you sometime. And right now, he's laughing his balls off, going, "Yep, yep, that's so, me. Yep. He's about he, me. He knows who he is." Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but um, you know, it's that, that love, that idea of going into it and, and wanting to create something that is, I don't want to use the word superior, but unique. You know, something that's different, something that is yours. You know, and I think there's a lot of craft producers out there that are, that are just copying people now. Like, wow, this sells, so let me make something that, that you know, is that. Right, let me just make right. that at my whatever. And so my restaurant, my brewery, my winery, whatever. Let me just duplicate these guys because it's – and you know what? It's – there's success there. You know, congratulations. You're going to stay in business. <laughs> right. So, so – and, 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 you know, that hey, there's a lot to be said for staying in business, folks. I mean, like, that's, that's big, you know. Yeah. So that's, that's – uh, you know, I understand that business plan. But for the people who are out there who are really in love with the craft idea, like, let me create something that is a little bit of me in it. You know, my, my palette, my ideas, my thoughts, my feels, like my – I, I, I take pride when someone drinks it and their eyes light up and they're like, holy shit, I'm drunk. No, I mean like, ah, this is good. <laughs> you know, this is good, you know, like I like that, you know, I like that idea of, of you know, the, one of the most addicting parts of this business is having someone drink your beverage and just the ear to ear grin that appears on their faces. And even if they don't like it, that weird kind of cringy face that they make, 
I, I asked them, and this is valid, what didn't you like about it? Because if they didn't like what I did on purpose, then I still enjoy that equally as much. Like, right. I get that, but try this one because this one's more your flavor, right. you know? Right. So, so there's, there's kudos in that, right. you know? Right. Like, I own the fact that you didn't like it because you just don't like X, Y, Z. Well, I'm not big on habanero. Well, guess what? You're not going to like there's no word for love and Dothraki. It has a shitload of habanero in it, you know? So it's like one of those things. Yes. <laughs> there is no word for love in Dothraki. So, <laughs> Just like Dothraki love, it burns. It burns. It's sweet. And it burns. It's going to hurt a little. Just like all our hopes for watching another season of Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're not going to get started on that. It's a different food. podcast. Yes. We also have Mother of Dragon Fruit as well. Which is the Lakshahachi dragon fruit? Awesome. Uh, we used in we use that and make that as well. We we make one with sapote called John Snowpote. <laughs> <laughs> the names here are, the, are just amazing. Everything is so funny. Yeah, we have a, a Mame cider called Mame Dearest, which is a, an 80s reference. We get dated on a lot of our stuff, mm-hmm. so you know, no more wire hangers. That's actually going to be a different cider. There'll be an offshoot from it, but <laughs> that's a great movie from the 80s. And, boy, I mean, like, the names are just – getting old school, the Aegis cast us from Egypt. We did that. was called Egyptian Lover, which is the old 80s breakdancing song. Mm-hmm. Egyptian Lover. That's like a shout-out <laughs> to my third grade year. <laughs> so, it's all good. I want to do breakdancing and backspins. It's cool. Nice. Last one. What we got? Okay, so this is the Sidewinder. So this is a strong base that is very similar to the Mango Madness and more Madness. I can taste it every time. Oh, yeah. This is the American Strong Cider. Why don't you grab... Uh, we're going to do one bonus one. Is that cool? Bonus yeah, yeah, yeah. one. I was bonus Cider. Was you, you know which one, right? Okay, so we're, but we'll talk about this one right now before we get ahead of ourselves. Um, this is the Sidewinder American Strong Cider. This is our best-selling cider in South Florida. Um, what can I say? People like... How do you yeah. say strong cider? Strong cider. How much? 8.3. It does not. Now this one hides it, I think. Well, that's oh, the difference. Slightly so slightly better, but I can still pick it up on, on this the, on one. The back. It's I, there. I drank. Oh, yeah. I drank almost. Uh, I don't know. A third, half of it, whatever. I did not expect that. I was expecting six-ish. Yeah. No. This. And is... I'm usually pretty good at this, but cider maybe is a different mouthfeel. But I'm usually good at kind of putting it where it. And this one, I it hides it well. It's illusionary. Yeah. And, and so the funny thing is, is the ciders. The other ones are boozy on purpose because, um, let's face it. South Florida, they want to feel like they're drinking when they're drinking. You know, that's that's the average people down here. They're drinking for a purpose, and um, you know, they want to know. But you've never had any accomplice whatsoever, oh, really? Only me. I had oh a lot shit! Of them. Yeah, right on. Wow, man. I drank so, a lot it's of them. Been a lot. Today's your birthday, <laughs> so it's all good. Loves ciders too. So awesome. Oh wow! It's my it's my guilty pleasure, I guess. Sure. Even that's not like grammatically correct or something. Yeah, whatever. We all know what we mean. Yeah, we, yeah. Ch- we chug ciders, it, whatever. It could be what you mean. <laughs> I don't openly admit it by those this ciders, is yeah. This is really good, and it hides that booziness uh, insanely well, which, you know, if it's on purpose and you want it there, then that's a bad thing. But since this is like you want to get that cinnamony kind of flavor to it and you want to let everything highlight oh, behind the booze, right on. hiding the booze is good in this one. Yeah, and we do that on purpose. Again, this is, this is a masking one. So this one, the reason why it's called the Sidewinder, and, it, and it's exactly that. It's one of those ones where you're drinking it, and you're like, wow, this is good. I got And you're like, by the time you hit the end of the sentence, you don't realize you've had all that alcohol. And that's, that's why it's called the Sidewinder. Uh, C-I-D-E, yeah. like cider, uh, Sidewinder, um, is that it kind of sneaks up and gets you. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why it's a sidewinder. It comes sideways at you. <laughs> Bam! Before you know it, you're walking sideways like a sidewinder. So that's, right. that's, that's kind of the whole idea behind it. That's the, the reason why we named it the sidewinder. It was the first strong slider that we did. Um, and it's, it's a beast. And it, it has not gone away. It was funny. It was supposed to be a fall seasonal in uh, 2016, I guess, was the mm-hmm. first year we made it. Uh, 2015, rolling into 2016. Uh, no, I guess, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. It was like that very first year. Um, we created this for like select market. We did what is now known as a sidewinder triple. It's even stronger. That one is highly sought after. Yeah, 12% alcohol. So that one's... That one is definitely going to get you too much. It'll get you sideways. <laughs> that one will get you that, sideways. Yeah, after one. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I only okay. do little five-ounce pours it, of the triple. That's yeah, all I can it, handle. It came <laughs> out in December that year. Now it releases in November, and there's only about 12 kegs made of it. It's literally a very, very special cider. I think next year, if we have the tanks, we might put a little in distribution. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but it is the most sought-after cider that we make. Um, it lasts maybe two weeks in the tasting room, and it's vapor. So we just rip right the, through uh, it in here. Yeah. This Sidewinder, uh, the Moro, and the Mango, those three are all the 8, 8% or above, right? Yeah. All three of those, like the manly man who's listening, who's like, ciders are all weak and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like those are like, if I went out fishing and I wanted to bring a, a six-pack, yeah, a, just one six-pack to drink, like you'd get a good buzz on drinking 8% <laughs> six-pack of these, of these ciders. And they are, is, they yeah. are easily the best thing to, to drink in the sun and the boat. If, you're, yeah. if I'm going out on a fishing trip and I have to start drinking at uh, an inexcusable early amount of time. <laughs> you mean yesterday? 5, 5.30, you know, 5.30 in the morning when I go out and the sun's not up yet and I'm at the bait pod just cracking open a beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't judge me, people. Hey, arguably, I'm just out still. It's not that I woke up and started drinking that early. I'm just drinking that late. Yeah, my, my, exactly. I say my rule is, is if the sun hasn't come up, come up, it's still sort of yesterday. It was so yesterday. It's still, still last I'm night. Still last night. Yeah, I'm exactly. Still, you know, and then we're fishing for bait, and I'm just you know two beers in already at five forty-five. But anyway, yeah. I digress. These are <laughs> or the do you? perfect. These are the perfect thing to bring out on a boat or to the beach or a place where we talk about Corona. Yeah. You have to drink 12 Coronas to get a buzz on. If you're lucky. And, and these, I mean, those three particularly, but if you're a cider, if you, if you're a cider drinker, you can get a good buzz on six of these beers and yeah. six of these ciders, and you could do it in a hurry. Yeah, and, 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 and it's it goes as, down, and it's not hard to drink. Yeah. You drop that into one of those little Yeti insulated koozies, and you Damn have straight. a cold-ass cold cider for a couple hours, and you're good to go. And it's not as silly as bringing a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc with you to go fishing. That's kind of silly. You know, you get your wine glass out there. Oh, I'm going to have... Although not uh, inexcusable. Oh, no. Absolutely. I'm down. I can, alcohol I can do Alcohol is alcohol. Damn straight. Uh, bring me a Smirnoff ice. I'll drink it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> we're not going to censor any of the cussing, but we're going to censor that. Yeah, every, yeah, he, does, <laughs> he does save. Actually, Mike's got like blackmail on me. He saves what we call Jeffisms, ah. and it's all the dumb things that I've said over the last two years of doing the sure. show. And he says he's going to release a whole episode of Jeffisms someday, which is possible. I yeah. also am like eighty oh, yeah. percent of the shirt ideas are just stupid things I've said before. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Absolutely, Drunk. like like masturbation. We got the masturbation shirt this time, yeah. so it's yeah, all good. That's yeah, that's coming out. Yeah, well, that's for sure. That's our next shirt. Your masturbation's coming out. Wait yeah, a second now. It's coming <laughs> out. Ah, ah. So we have one last cider. Bonus. And then, and then yeah. We'll, uh, we'll uh, do plugs. 
So let's, what's this last one here? The last one is the winter in South Florida. So this is really another super special one. It's the first year for this one. This was our kudos to, to exactly South Florida. Uh, a friend of ours brought us uh, the Hummingbird Table, shameless plug, um, in, uh, here in West Palm Beach. Um, brought us some Coquita, which is that, exactly that, that, that Puerto Rican rum eggnog substitute beverage that they are big on. And it inspired me to create this. And this is uh, cinnamon coconut cider. Yes, toasted coconut. Yep. Yep. Big cinnamon. I, a little it's bit of coconut. So good. Almost yeah. like almost like maybe like a pineapple is like a little. So there's well, there is a pineapple cider. Yeah, we we'll do have, talk about that. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> but the 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 um the the pineapple tone comes from the handling of the cider. So you notice this is actually a bright yellow color, which yeah. is different than all of our heavy hitters. You know, it's really a nice bright color to it, and that's because again the cider base changed. Um, but it is uh, really, really a, just a nice, fun, easy-drinking cider. It's perfect for when it's cool out, you know, and that's why it comes out when it does because it's got a lot more weight to it. It definitely has that seasonal connection. Oh, yeah. And, but with the coconut, it's sort of like yin-yang. So um, we've actually played with the idea of coming out with a cider next year that is a, an homage to uh, pina coladas that's called Winter Isn't Coming. <laughs> so we're playing with the idea of doing that, which would be kind of fun. So, tight, yeah, yeah w- winter isn't coming. That's Can I get a winter isn't coming and also a make me come quad? Absolutely. <laughs> Wearing a sixth generation masturbator shirt. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You're a good guy. I was just going to be wearing my Pina Sendry shirt. You sure sure you don't want something stronger to drown out the sorrows? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you got some frustrations going on, my man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, This is solid. Yeah, solid, 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 solid. It's got uh, subtle, very subtle uh, cinnamon, which is like. Yes. The other two were very more apparent that it was there. This one is like very much more subtle, but then it has that coconut. and then that back of just a clean cider, which yeah. is the, you know, that's been the theme is that all of them are just clean and crisp all the way through. Yeah. Uh, no like lingering off flavors, anything crazy about them. They're just, they're well executed, but then you have really unique flavors and, and well-balanced flavors. And that's, that's a holy shout out to, oh, that's, I've got our investors yes, meeting. So, so, so um, uh, that is a shout out to our uh, friends in Napa and Sonoma. So, um, uh, basically, I, I spent a lot of time out there learning winemaking techniques, and that cleanliness is, uh, it's Viva la um, Russian River, absolutely, day, every day of the week, and Sonoma Sauvignon Blancs, just that clean, mass, uh, like, sort of a grassy, um, just ultra-crisp kind of tonality. That, that's something that I learned in California, is to appreciate that and really, you know, harness that kind of tonality. So, yeah, sure. that, that's winemaking 101 right there. Actually, not even 101, probably... 301, 401, yeah. one is big. So, so let's, uh, it's time to plug it. I think it's a good time to wrap it up. Okay. I know we're getting, we're now at the hour and a half mark here, so let's uh, give you guys a plug. Sure. And what do you guys, I'm going to give you guys a plug, give you guys time to plug anything yeah. you want, anywhere. Um, well, plug just uh, j- just shout out. Yeah, you guys are badass, absolutely. No, I mean, not us. Like you, us. They're, yeah. They're, there's, yeah. <laughs> we'll plug us. <laughs> we'll plug us. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Later when we leave. Yeah. Well, well and, and it's funny, you know, there's all these, like, you know, anti big, big, big lately, but like some of the bigger organizations out there have been really helping us, like the, the world of beers, you know, UCF and Dr. Phillips and Altmont Springs and like. Brass Tap. Yeah, the Brass Taps UCF have been was fantastic. was the original home of the show. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Our show started a few years, a couple years ago. And they are consistently one of our very best customers anywhere in the state. So, I mean, like, they're big. Yeah, Ty, what up, yo? Ty, my homeboy. 
So, and, and the Mellow Mushrooms have been awesome yeah. to us, and Antique and Rusteek, those are fantastic accounts for us. And, and down here, Dixie uh, Bar and Grill, and all of our... Brother our, Jimmy's Barbecue. Yeah, Brother Jimmy's Barbecue has been great, absolutely. So we, we like our retail customers that support us and put us on tap and yeah. want to put us on the menu. Heck yeah. A- absolutely. You know. And um, I, I want to shout out the new breweries in Palm Beach County. You know, we've got Copper Point, Do South, and all of those, Funky Buddha, yeah. you know, all the big ones. Everybody knows those guys. Um, but I want to shout out to Ukapau and West Palm Beach Brewery and, and uh, Wine Bar here in West Palm, brand new establishments. And, uh, uh, you know, Tequesta Brewing Company has a new place opening called Steam Horse here. So please come to West Palm Beach, visit us and breaking news breaking news so yeah absolutely uh you know if you're um uh you know if you're a fan of of, of uh Tequesta brewing company or twisted trunk those they're opening a third facility here in west palm beach um civil's opening up here in west palm as oh. well they're opening a, a commercial manufacturing so if you haven't got that news they're opening here as well so west palm beach is an amazing place to come visit come hang out with us and drink a lot of fucking a lot of good beer yeah and ukapow is rock star so yeah absolutely yeah. ciders as well and like i said dixie <laughs> uh, dixie grill bar and brewery they're here as well so we we're we're becoming pretty iconic um you'll be able to hit uh, very soon, seven breweries, if you include us as a brewery, we're actually going to be opening up our brewery on site here in the tasting room, looks like, fairly soon as well. Um, plus, our, our cidery winery is here and a new facility in Lake Park as well. Um, so we're, we're growing awesome. pretty fast. Um, awesome. Hell yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. I, I will start the rumor mill that there may be some looking at Central Florida as well, so you guys can get the rumors there that we are looking at you a location. You have in a while. Yeah, what? you heard it here first. Oh yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> and, and, and it is, it is. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just this strictly is something we've been internally news. talking about. Yeah. But it's strictly on the radar yeah. right now, but that's something that it's is just rumor. It's just hearsay. Yeah, from the mouth of the owner. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, but, but we we definitely want to open up a facility up there. It's it is on the radar. Those are our next projects we are getting the into Orlando as well. Orlando Marcus just loves us so much and. And, um, and back to where we were talking about breweries, a lot of the breweries have us on as guest taps, and we love and appreciate that as well. There's a lot yeah. of the breweries up there. Support's amazing. Hourglass, uh, Wap Hops, they have us on as their yeah. guest cider. Yeah, so, yeah. Sanford Brewing Company. I'm going to see if I could get you guys on another tap list. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, cider <laughs> events Cider events are just like the funnest events. Like when you do Absolutely. them, like, yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, everybody, the listeners of the show know I, I was a manager of world of, two different World of Beer stores for a, a while. I did product manager out at Altamont, and we used to do cider events, and they were just so much fun because everybody, you can mix them with beers, you can mix them with each other, you can yep. do whatever, I mean, people were chugging them. Yep. It's just a great time. Everybody's always in a good mood. Cider's a great drunk. It's oh, yeah. wine drunk. Oh, yeah. It's also it, it a hits faster, hangover. too. <laughs> well, actually, that's a cool thing. It's not a lot of people complain about hangovers with our stuff unless well, you're really not sugared. Yeah. Well, you're that's not, you're true. You're not the sugary ones. Yep, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yesterday at the one beer festival we were working at, we have Pinas Envy. It's P-I-N-A-S. And there it is. We almost made it a whole show. Pinas Envy. We almost made it a whole show without saying Pinas Envy. Everybody... Everybody loves to come get Pinas yes. Envy from us. So we Same had that Pinas on Envy. tap, and then we had black cherry. So I was making big black Pinas. That's right. And the girls were loving it, and they were ordering I'm big sure black they did love it. Yeah. The truth of the matter is that people can't wait to get our Pinas in their mouth. I'm yeah. just saying. It's absolutely true. I wish I could say that I disagree, but I actually want the Pinas in my mouth. That's right. That's right. Because it's, okay. it's awesome. That you're amongst awesome. them. You just you're, heard Jeff is awesome. You're amongst that's, friends. That you're amongst is, friends. Yeah, it's good. Is, yes. That's 
that's the kind of stuff I say. It's a, but yes, it's, it's so good. Like, this it's is so a safe good. place you can talk just, about. Just, just us and a just, yeah, just <laughs> us and a thousand friends. Um, <laughs> we'll get the emails. Oh, Jeff really wants a penis. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I said penis. <laughs> I said penis. That's why I spelled it. Sixteen ounces of it too. Oh, he wants yeah. the full pounder. Tall boy. <laughs> 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 One pounder. Anyway. Actually, you get a 32 ounce to go. A good old stove pipe. I might do that. Just sit, drink that in one sitting. Don't even share it. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. Turns into a threesome. So my plug. <laughs> <laughs> <Are you ready? laughs> Holy moly. All right. So my plug. I, I want to plug you guys. Yes. Honestly, whatever Jeff says, I agree. No, well. Not a, not accomplice, but you guys. You're you are so passionate about what you do, and it's very apparent. And anybody who's listening to this show will be able to tell, even though we didn't get to see you and, and all your glory of all your excitement about what you talked about. But just so passionate about what you guys do, and so into being about the community, which is what craft is all about, um, and putting out a good product, and just wanting people to enjoy what you do. And it's it's incredible. So yes, accomplice, but you guys in particular, you are accomplice. That is. You embody everything that craft beer culture is. In fact, I hopefully, and this is why I wanted to go before Mike, okay. if you don't want to tell the story, you don't have to, but one of the coolest stories, and you just told it to us before we got in here, was yeah. about your beard. And oh, it yeah. is the embodiment of you and, and this, this cidery, or cider works, and, and why you are accomplice. Like this is, that story, to me, is like this person cares so much about what they're doing, and it's super cool. Well, there, and I'll give you the bonus story, too. I'll do the short versions. Okay. Um, the story of the beard. So I started growing my beard in October 2014. So when we first landed this location where our facility was going to be, um, I made the commitment and promise to everyone out there that I wouldn't trim my beard until we are fully profitable, until we have uh, enough money that I owe no one anything. So that that is the day the beard trimming will happen is when we hit that point. And... Um, uh, obviously, we're not there because I still have a beard, but um, we're going to have a party and invite everybody out for the beard trimming party, and we're going to enca- encapsulate it. Yeah, we're going to encapsulate it in a shadow box and put it in a tasting room so everybody can, can enjoy the beard for all time. But, yeah, I literally will not trim it or edit the beard in any way, shape, or form uh, until the day that we have made enough money that I owe no one anything. It's just super cool. Yeah. That yeah. is like that you – when you come in and you see him beardless, guys, that will give you goosebumps. Like that, to me, I'm like, that is you, success. You can ask me to borrow money that at is that success. point. That is success. Don't ask me to borrow money because I already <laughs> owe people right. money. Don't ask to borrow money until I have no beard. And then you can come in and be like, dude, can you spot me five bucks? <laughs> no, because then I have to grow a beard back again. That's exactly right. <laughs> yes. I want to do yes. two plugs. I'm going to do them real, kind of real fast. So we actually stopped doing, me and Jeff finally decided to stop doing these brewery, cidery highlights. Because the amount of work and planning that went into it, we weren't getting that return out. Sure. And Jeff, I remember him texting me saying, hey, I'm going to accomplish this penis envy. So he goes, dude, we need to come down here. You need to come down and we need to come by and do an episode. I go, dude, you know we stopped. He goes, I know, but still, like, they're doing everything right. So here we are. I'm like, I, right on. And now we're here. I appreciate little, that. I really do appreciate it. Much than we originally planned. But, you know, you guys are the first business that we've done in uh, yeah, the, o- yeah, the only other place that we've done in over a year is Red Cypress, and that's just because Ryan and us uh, have been doing that for a while. Yeah. So, like, that's yeah, not, yeah. it wasn't like a brewery highlight. It was just like, that's our home. That's like it our was our 50th home. episode, sure. and Ryan was on the show early on, and we're good friends. He helped us with. But yeah, we stopped, we stopped doing these, and, and we, I 
when I came down here that night, and we were on our way. I don't know if you remember, we were on our way down to go to a, a show down in, in Miami. Oh yeah, and yeah. I was like, and I, like shirt and tie, and like I'm like, oh, let's walk into the cidery and have a good time. And Hell I probably yeah. looked like some, you know, idiot. Didn't know, you know. It was fun, and I've spilled. I know I spilled a cider on myself. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. That's me. That's how we roll. That's me. That's it, how I do it. If you didn't I'm tell right. anybody, people wouldn't know because we work on, on Las Vegas rules in this tasting It was room, right so. on my. It was like right on my crotch and my pants. My girlfriend's right so on. used to it by now; she doesn't even care anymore. It's what like, spots you on just, your pants? Yeah, I just, I just spill something on myself <laughs> everywhere we go, and she's just like, "Okay, well." We're going to like uh, we're we're going to see the Sound of Music and like the nice theater down in Fort Lauderdale or something. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna walk in looking like I pissed myself, but whatever. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> but you just own it. You were like, hey, it was that good, okay? It was a great show. He, he, he really was like, no, dude, like we need to come down. You, like they're really great people. All the stars are great. I'm like, all right, I'll all right. come down. And second thing, you and you spent. I, we gave you the time to, to plug, you know, whatever you want. And most places, oh, come by our brewery, blah 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 blah. You spent your time plugging everyone else. Yeah. And I just want to commend you on that because that's never, we've never, that's never happened. And nope. that, I think that shows the kind of business you run, the kind of owner you are. I think the kind of a man and, and woman too of that, your philosophy. I, I, want, I want to say it publicly that I think what you, that was awesome. That well, you spent more time plugging everybody else and not your own business. That's why we're Your the accomplice. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why we're the accomplice is that it's never been about us. Yeah. It's always been about the community and the people who support us. And, I mean, that's what our name means. It's you, you can't do anything really worth doing that is of any consequence at all without the help of other people. Yeah. And so you need those people. And if you're not thankful to have them in your life and around you, then... You know, you're making a grave mistake, you know. you got to be thankful for everyone who contributes in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, anybody listens to this. If you're listening to this, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, it's right. big for us. You know, you spend an hour and a half listening to me blather idiously. You know, like, nigga do it all the time for us. Yeah. Usually it's not as good as this. It's stunning. I mean, it's stunning, really, that anybody would want to sit and listen to me for an hour and a half. I can't believe it. My voice annoys me. I don't know how it doesn't annoy everybody else. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're going to end on a serious note, and that was it. So, uh, as always, go. check us out at thebarpockets.com. Like, comment, subscribe. Come to Accomplice in West Palm. Come Please to Accomplice come. in West Palm. You will not be disappointed. Yes. Come Everything to Buttonhead. Yes. And get a Penis Envy shirt, too, just because it's a, such a conversation. And then piece. tell them at the Bar Pocket <laughs> sent you. Hey, That'd be cool. I, I do want to plug myself for one second. We've got 32-ounce crowlers now in-house, so you can always come by and take it in the can. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. it. Now, now. As always, we will see you guys at the bar. Good night.